All right, guys. Uh, I've been asked this question a lot, and I was kind of hesitant to uh, <laughs> even address it, but um, I'm going to. So I'm going to give you the answer, but I'm going to give it at the end because I want to talk about what I believe in for you to succeed. So obviously the question is how can I drop 10 to 20 pounds fast? Okay, so if you listen to the other podcast, um, you already know this, but if you're just jumping in now, um, I'm really against this. I don't think it works well, um, but I do get it. Summer's here, you got a trip, you got something going on, and you want to get this weight off. So I have your solution, and I'll tell you how to do it, but I want you to really, uh, here's the deal, I'll tell you how to do it, but I want you to um, listen to what I have to say, because I've been doing this for a long time, and I'm seeing a lot of people fail, and I've seen a lot of people succeed. So I use myself as an example here. I just uh, ate a piece of chocolate and it's stuck in my throat. That's great. <clears throat> um, made a little drink. <clears throat> ah, all right. The way that I look at weight loss is holistic. So I kind of see a machine, like a metal metallic wheel that's turning. And there's so many different components of that machine. And that's why so many people are battling weight. Because if every piece of that machine is working, you will not have a weight issue or you'll be able to to resolve it very quickly. If the machine is broken and there's many little turn dials and clicks that are not functioning, you're not going to be able to get the weight off. I don't care what you do. You can have surgery. You can have this freezing done. You can do IV nutrition. Uh, you know, all these different phenomena, all these different things, and you'll yo-yo your weight. But, you know, nobody wants to do that. They want to get the weight and keep it off. So, again, at the end, I'm going to tell you how to lose weight fast. But I want you to really, if you can, just go somewhere, put your headphones on, and just give me 20 minutes. Okay? So, there's elements of this machine and it kind of goes with uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, but it's, you know, you have these little pillars. So imagine this, I hate to use example, but the COVID virus picture with little spikes, right? Imagine that circle with little spikes and every spike is an element that needs to be functioning, like a cog wheel, you know, like a wheel that turns. And one of the spikes is social. One of the spikes is work. One of the spikes is family. One of the spikes is, you know, love and dating. One of the spikes is your fitness. One of the spikes is boundaries. These are things you have to have in your life and they have to be balanced. If they're not balanced, you're not going to be able to keep the weight off. Because if they're not balanced, you're going to be depressed You're going to have high anxiety. You're going to be in fight or flight. Your cortisol is going to go up. And it sounds like a lot. And especially if you're just listening to this and you're probably like, what? You really just got to break it down. Okay? And you already have most of these things in place. But then you have to question, are you in the right place? Right? So I'm going to back up a little bit. If you didn't know, I was a DJ for quite a while. And I was thinking about this a while ago. 
Um, I, w- I did really well. And, you know, I was flying to cities and I had my face on magazines and like I had my name on the marquee and I had a record deal and I was miserable, you know, and I was doing drugs and I was drinking and I was just miserable. And then I got out of that and I went into nursing and I was miserable. Then I opened a gym and I did that for seven years, seven years. I worked seven days a week, miserable. Then I was in a relationship for a year, miserable. And as horrible as this last relationship was, it was the best thing that ever happened to me because now I can see very clearly the pattern that I was in. And you've heard the analogy before of putting all your eggs in one basket, right? So this cogwheel, your social settings, your friends, your your uh, community, your tribe, you know, do you have that? And what is in place there? I know my yoga studio is my tribe, and I have a couple best friends, and I keep people in my life that lift me up. It used to be people that would go to the bar all the time and do drugs. You know, that's not the tribe you want. You want a tribe or a community that is going to lift you up. Your work. Are you happy with your work? Um, Another thing, too, is, and I've heard this from many conferences, you should always have three streams of revenue coming in, especially now with the world being so uncertain. So I have my nursing, I have my online training, and I have my one-on-one personal training. So I have three revenue streams. Um, And obviously, one's not going to bring much in, but it's just that funnel is there. And you keep going back to it and you keep trying to bring the money in. And you obviously try to make one match the highest one because if something falls, if the rug is pulled out from underneath you, you know you have a safety net. And speaking of safety nets, you should have, what, three to four months in the bank, right? I know in one one savings account, I have $10,000. And if it goes negative because I need some money out of it, I don't buy anything that I want to buy until that is back up to 10000 um, Like, I really want a new couch. And I know I can't go out and buy it right now because I'm down to, I think, 8500 So I got to build that back up to 10000 before I even think about buying a couch. And I'm not going to charge it either, right? That's all related. Your family. And you guys, pets are a huge part, right, of your family. If you haven't listened to all the podcasts, just do yourself a favor and go back to listen to Vibrations. So the feeling of being loved and belonging, nothing I think can help more with that than pets. Like I know this morning I was laying in bed and I was in a rush to get up, but both my dogs were laying on me. And, you know, after you've put some dogs down, I just, I just told myself, you know, I'm just going to lay here for 10 minutes and enjoy these guys, you know, and just kiss them on the forehead and tell them I love them. And it gives you a positive vibration. Um, you know, your dating life, that's a whole nother podcast, but you know, right now with COVID and everything going on, you know, how is that looking out for you? Are you, are you putting yourself out there that people are treating you like shit or are you standing your ground? You know, um, there was a guy I was seen around Christmas. I think I talked about this in another podcast and I really didn't, I wasn't really in the mindset to date anybody, but he was really persistent. And I just told him, I said, listen, like I'm not 
ready for a sexual relationship with anybody. Like, I'm still grieving this last one. And he was like, okay, okay. And then Christmas night or Christmas Eve, he's like, I want you to come over and stay over. I said, well, I'll come over and watch a movie, but I'm not staying over. I, I told you I'm not ready. I didn't want that. And, you know, years ago or even last year, I probably would have said, okay, I would have gave in. But I was very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I put my foot down. So I went over there, we watched a movie, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go. And he was like, well, if you go, you know, we're over. And I was, I was like, I guess we're over. And I left. Like, don't let anybody put you in the corner. Don't let anybody freaking, you know, disrespect you. Um, fitness. That's a, how's your fitness, right? And fitness is just not physical. Your fitness is mental, right? Um, your self-worth, right? The definition of self-worth, eternal sense of being good enough and uh, working, I wrote this down and I can't even see it because it's an angle, and working off, uh, what the hell? I write like a chicken. Sense, self-worth, internal sense of being good enough and working with the losses and belongings. Basically, I know what it means. I'm trying to, that was a definition from a dictionary. I'm a nurse, right? So I know what I'm really good at. I'm trauma. I'm ICU. I can go in and I can articulate and educate and teach new nurses. I can talk to families and be the liaison, explain medical stuff to them in between. Um, But I also know my limitations, right? That's really, I know my self-worth. And I know um, when I need to stop because I don't know, you know? And boundaries, as we just talked about, like knowing when people push you and knowing when to say no. And I just left a client's house tonight. We were just talking about this, you know, and he was talking about these people that used him. We've all been through that. And I, I just asked him, I said, you know, the red flag is reciprocation. You know, like the, the definition of reciprocate is actually a machine where two pieces are moving back and forth in a straight line. So if one of them is not coming back, the machine doesn't work. So if you're in a relationship with somebody or a friendship and they're not reciprocating, don't return text or they don't want to meet you halfway, end it because that's just what's happening, you know, and as as hurtful as that is, just it's a red flag and red flags don't mean fix, by the way, they mean run. Um, You know, also too is, do you know who you are, right? And I mean that by like, I know a lot of people who don't. Because so many people have told them who they need to be. And they're so busy trying to make everybody else happy, they don't even know what they want or who they are because they get so lost in the race, you know? Um, it's a lot. And I'll just leave it right there. But that's, those are components of the machine. And if those components aren't working, you're going to be depressed. And if you've listened to the other podcast, you know, but if you haven't, I'll throw you in. If you're depressed is when you reach for food that's going to give you a dopamine hit, which is going to make you feel happy immediately, which is sugar or carbs. Does that make sense? So if you're constantly wanting sugar, if you're constantly wanting to eat like crap, one, you've, you've got to give your insulin a rest. I know when I was going through my little chunky monkey haagen phase, every night in the middle of the night, I was st- starving to death and now at 8 p.m my last meal is only protein i might do some veggies there's no sugar so i don't spike my insulin 
I don't spike my insulin really at all anymore, but if I, I do, it's early in the day. Because if you do it at night, your insulin's going to crash while you're sleeping, and it triggers you to want to eat more crap. Um, if that makes sense. So those are the things you need to work on. I hope that makes sense. And it's a lot. And if you're in a bad relationship or you're in a bad work environment, um, and if there's things going on that you just don't know how to fix right now, this is a shitty time to be fixing things because of all the uncertainty. But you got to try, you know. And a really good way to do this is journaling because you'll go through weeks or months and you can write down. And then if you're not into write down your stuff in a journal, video yourself, you know. Put your phone up and talk to yourself like this is such and such a date. This is where I'm at. These are my problems. And then do it a month later. And then do it a month later. And then go back and watch or read the old journaling and videos. And then you're going to be like, oh, I have improved. Because a lot of times just going day by day, you just don't think you've had any progression. All right. So you probably want to be like, well, how the fuck do I lose 10 to 20 pounds? Well, it's actually pretty simple. Remember, I'm not a doctor, and uh, I don't pretend to be, and this is not medical advice. Um, If you want to lose 10 to 20 pounds, you have to obviously change your eating habits. Um, If you're diabetic, if you're insulin dependent, do not do this, okay? Um, If you're on glucophage and you're not insulin dependent, I would still be cautious, So I would suggest people who are not diabetic only do this. So your protein intake is going to be your goal weight. So if you're 260 right now and you want to weigh 220, your goal is 220 grams of protein a day. Your fat intake is going to be 20 to 30 grams a day. That's for everybody. Your carbs are only from vegetables. Only vegetables. Now, I don't know why people do this. I, I think it's pretty crystal clear. You don't put fucking ranch dressing on your vegetables. You don't put olive oil on your vegetables, right? Your vegetables are straight up, maybe some seasoning. You grill them, right? There's no heavy dressings. Um, you can use salsa. That's free. Maybe a little bit of hummus, right? Your protein is clean meats. It's not deep fried. That's another thing that's just I thought was common sense, but everyone's trying to get around with little tricks here. Your fat is either from avocados um, or also MCT oil. Um, that's what your fat's coming from. It's going to be good fats, not bad fats. Try to eat two meals a day and supplement it with protein shakes. There's a lot of protein powders on the market, and the only one I recommend is a Magnum. Is it Yatro? I don't know. I'll post it in the thing, the link in the profile for the brand that I like because I have a sugar tooth and they got a Fruit Loops version. It tastes like Fruit Loops and it's freaking fantastic. Um, and that's how you're going to lose the weight. And of course, you need to exercise. The weight will come off quickly. Now, what will happen is in two to three weeks, you'll be losing this weight. You have to treat yourself, right? You're going to be depleted in carbs and you need to tell yourself, You know, when I get to 10 pounds off, I'm going to have a day where I'm going to kind of eat what I want. Now, cheat day, I really don't like that idea. A cheat meal is fine. But before you do that, you know, ask yourself why. Because 
do you really want to yo-yo anymore? And, you know, is this really just to look better or do you want to be healthier? Like, is going out and eating a bunch of pie and ice cream and pizza really worth it after all the work you've done? You're redirecting your body to be really healthy and be a machine, and you're also working on the cogwheel, right? Why go ruin it with a freaking huge crappy meal? Now, a little bit of ice cream, a serving, or something like that, that's fine, but I've had clients just go way off the deep end. And then you're going to feel like shit, you know? So I suggest not doing a cheat day or a cheat meal. Maybe just a little something sweet, you know, like a cake pop from Starbucks or one cookie, you know. Don't go off the deep end and then jump back on it. Now, one thing you might do if you work out a lot is uh, you might get a little bit weak because you're not getting a lot of carbs. Now, if that happens to you, before you work out, I want you to put a little bit of jasmine rice in with your protein and your vegetables. And when I say a little bit, I mean a half a cup of cooked jasmine rice. I'm not talking a bowl, you know, a very little amount. You don't need a lot, okay? And you're only going to do that if you're feeling weak um, in your workouts. And you're going to do that before your workout. You're not going to do it in your last meal. Um, before you go to bed, that is the trick, right? Another one, I also thought this was common sense, no alcohol, right? Um, and no heavy dressings, you know, it's straight up. You're eating as clean as possible. So don't try to sneak stuff in. I guarantee you that will work for you. And then the trick is going to be to sustain that. And how are you going to sustain that? You're going to work on your cogwheel because what's going to happen is if you don't, and some of those pieces of that machine aren't working, you're going to slowly slip into depression. You're going to lose your shit like I did like two months ago and get five pints of Haagen-Dazs or whatever your your choice is and lock yourself in your house and you're just going to eat everything in your sight. So that's how you do it. Hope I helped you. Any questions, let me know. Bye. So I hope you keep listening because I'm tacking on here and I apologize for how sloppy this podcast is, but I am actually... Uh, in Denver right now, and I'm starting my master's program this week. So I've been like traveling, and I wanted to kick this out because I don't know when I'm going to have a chance to do it again. But the biggest thing that I was trying to point out in this podcast is that the cogwheel is your strength, right? So when I lost that relationship last year, I was so broken that it almost killed me. Right. Um, what do you have that you've put all your eggs in one basket? Right. So looking back at it, he wasn't reciprocating and I was doing all the work and I was completely exhausted. So my other stems of my cogwheel were being neglected. And so when the rug was pulled out from underneath me in my relationship, I hit rock bottom. Right. That's never going to happen to me again. See what I'm saying? So with your work and with your social life and with your family, like every one of those brackets or that garden needs constantly weeded and constantly watered and constantly kept green. And it sounds like a lot of work, but it's really not. It's your happiness. And with your happiness is your weight loss. It's all connected. And I wish that there was more trainers and more weight loss coaches that told you this because... It's the truth. 
and the yo-yo stuff and keep to keep failing at weight loss is fucking depressing. And that is why. You got to fix that cogwheel. And if you are in a relationship, it's, it's mostly friendships and, and intimate relationships and, and things like that. You've got to learn to not give your self to everything and there's also nurses i work with like they give their whole life to nursing that's just what they do or they give their people give their whole life to dog rescues or they're just so focused on trying to be happy they're not seeing the bigger picture of things you've got to have all these elements right and they've got to be balanced because if one of them breaks if one of those cogwheels break the other ones are strong enough to keep you up. Because when you fall is when you're really going to fail and you want to keep yourself from falling. So I hope that makes sense. Keep your cogwheel working. If people in your life don't respect you and you feel like a doormat and they're not reciprocating, dump them. Cut them out of your life. You don't owe them an explanation. Fuck them. This is about you and your happiness, right? And no one else is going to make you happy except for you, okay? Peace out.